Hi everyone, welcome back to Agape's podcast on the Gospel of John. We hope that you have been blessed by the podcast so far and may the Lord continue to guide you as you stay devoted in His Word. Now today we'll be reading and reflecting on John chapter 14 from verses 1 to 14. So if you have your Bible with you, please turn to that, John chapter 14 verses 1 to 14. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I will go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going? Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going through the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, why were the disciples troubled? Now, they were troubled because in the previous chapter, Jesus revealed about Judas' betrayal and that he, as their rabbi, you know, as their teacher, would be leaving them. Jesus said that they, they would not be able to follow where he would be going, but they could only do so after a period of time. Jesus then asked the disciples not to be troubled because they who remain will be joining him in the Father's house. And Jesus said that this house, there will be many rooms. Now what is this house with many rooms? Personally, I doubt that it's uh, to be read literally, but more of a metaphor for the eternal life that we can have with God. The Father's house is the final destination of those who are faithful. In the book of Revelation, this final destination is described as the new heaven and the new earth. 
but the saints uh, shall experience no more tears or death. Instead, the saints shall dwell and walk with God as their light forever. The illustration of many rooms in a house is that each disciple found faithful will be, in a way, home with the Lord. There will be many rooms but one house, just as there will be many who will be saved but one Lord. The reward of the faithful will be that we shall enjoy abiding in intimacy with God forever. And such a sanctuary provided by the Lord shall be perfect. For we read earlier on that He is our Good Shepherd, right? And yet such a perfect scenario can only be realized in time, when Jesus comes back again. For between now and then, the will of the Father must be fulfilled. And Jesus also promised that those who believe shall know the way towards such a sanctuary. And here not only was uh, Jesus describing of the eternal life that the disciples would be having with God, but also the kind of life that they will be leading after Jesus' resurrection. And historically, traditionally, we believe that all the closest disciples of Christ, our Lord, died as martyrs. You know, meaning that they were likely to be tortured or killed for sharing the gospel. Therefore, these disciples, apart from Judas Iscariot, will be following Christ not only in eternity, but also in his way of life. Indeed, the disciples were so moved by the Spirit of God after his resurrection. Their physical death was no longer an obstacle to be had for furthering the kingdom of God. Because they finally understood, they finally understood what, their rabbi was imparting to them all along and they decided to give their lives to share it with others. And that was exactly what Jesus said in verses 12 to 14 that, you know, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And Jesus was saying that if someone truly believes in him, he or she will not only keep the gospel, but they will, you know, walking testimonies of the gospel. And if we who believe are willing to do so in faith, God will enable us to do many things for His glory. And note that Jesus' promise in verse 14 was conditioned. It was conditioned by the priority of the glory of God. And this means that even as we ask anything of Jesus, He will only do it if it glorifies the Father. especially when it comes to furthering the gospel and having more saved in his name. My friends, today's reading is a good reminder of the goodness of God in my life. More than 20 years ago, when God saved me, he did not only save me from spiritual death, 
but gave me a new life, a new life to live. It was like out of his mercy and grace, he offered a huge reset button in my life. A reset button to live life as it should be, and also to be guided by both word and the spirit. Do I struggle along the way? Of course, I did. And still, I am. But yet I have learned little by little on how the works and the things of God mean so much more than all the glitters that the world has to offer. And when that starts to come into my perspective, I encounter God more and experience more of what He meant by true freedom and joy. Indeed, my friends, when the Lord saves us, He did not only save us to wait for the final day to come, but He saved us to be walking testimonies of the gospel. We are assured of His salvation, and because of such assurance, we want to know Christ. We want to know Christ even more and make Him known. And Jesus had promised that if we have that desire to do so, He will empower us all the way. For all of these glorify the Father. So my friends, let us wait no more. Let us sing no further in our most comfortable chairs. Let us get up. Let us be up and about for Jesus Christ. For we are saved for much more than this. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today's assurance that one day we will all join you in the kingdom prepared for us. And Lord, for that we are grateful. But yet in the meantime, Lord, help us to make it count for your glory while we are still here on earth. No matter our life stations, no matter what we are going through in life, Lord, today we ask in your name as you promised to help us to do great works for the glory of the Father. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.